Hey, Radicals, before we start the episode, quick reminder that I am running a flash sale for Cyber Monday at RadicalPersonalFinance.com slash store. Use the coupon code CYBER50 to receive 50% off all of my premium courses available at RadicalPersonalFinance.com slash store. Coupon code CYBER50, CYBER50. In addition, all consulting work that is booked by the end of the day, Monday, uh, midnight Monday, by emailing me, Joshua at RadicalPersonalFinance.com, I'll give you a 30 percent discount my hourly rate i'll discount it from 300 per hour to 200 per hour for personal coaching and personal consulting work email me joshua radical personal before midnight on monday before we begin today's episode i have one very important announcement at least it's important if you love getting awesome stuff at a great deal which Duh, who wouldn't? Especially a sophisticated and astute listener of Radical Personal Finance. Why would you not want to get great stuff at a great deal? Today is Cyber Monday, which means I am offering you a 50% sale, an awesome deal on all of my courses, as well as a massive discount on personal consulting. All three of my courses that are available at RadicalPersonalFinance.com slash store are discounted by 50% if you use the coupon code CYBER50. Cyber 50. And yes, by the way, you notice I said three. That includes my career and income course. I brought that one back to the market after many, many, many requests. Uh, and so that one is available for you to buy right now, which is all about building a great income that will make you so much money that you'll be financially independent in, no, in, in very short order, while simultaneously giving you so much satisfaction that you'll never want to retire, which is, in my opinion, the holy grail of income development. All three of my courses are available at RadicalPersonalFinance.com com slash store 50% off. Uh, so please go to radicalpersonalfinance.com slash store and buy those courses. Use the coupon code cyber50, but you have to do it by midnight tonight, midnight Eastern time, December 2, 2019. If you don't buy by midnight tonight, December 2, 2019, that coupon code is no longer valid. And then number two is I am offering you a screaming deal on personal consulting and personal coaching work with me. If you would like to work with me right now, if you book before midnight tonight, December 2, by emailing me, joshua at radicalpersonalfinance.com. If you book before midnight tonight um, and you email me, joshua at radicalpersonalfinance.com, I will discount my consulting work from $300 an hour to $200 per hour. You will never find a better deal to be able to speak with an independent financial planner who is objective independent, has no conflicts of interest on the most private and creative and competent financial planner you would ever have the opportunity to um, interact with. But trust me, I've tried to figure out how to send people to great financial advisors out there <laughs> and there's no one better. So email me, joshuaradicalpersonalfinance.com if you want to talk about your situation. And with that, let's get to it. Welcome to Radical Personal Finance, a show dedicated to providing you with the knowledge, skills, insight, and encouragement you need to live a rich and meaningful life now while building a plan for financial freedom in 10 years or less. And today, my friend, we kick off a series that I am just flat out stinking excited about because we are coming up on a new year. Today is December 2, 2019. 2019 is almost over. 2020 is almost here. And I love the turning of the years. I love the turning of the seasons. There's just so much meaning and impact for me when you, you when you roll over another milestone. And this one is especially exciting because it's the turn of a decade. And since my entire show, I lead every day with saying, how do we get, you know, how to build a plan for financial freedom in 10 years or less? 
this is the decade, my friend. This is the decade. And I want to be, I want you to be looking back when we're sitting down together talking. Maybe we'll be still be talking on a microphone. Who knows? Maybe it'll be a virtual reality hologram in your eyeballs with special contact lenses that you wear, you know, eye contact <laughs> that you wear around. And that's how I'm talking to you. However, we're communicating, when we're communicating a decade from now on December 1, 2029, and we're reflecting back over this past decade, I want you to look back and say, that was the decade in which I lived with passion. That was the decade in which I soaked up all of the richness and the beauty that life has to offer me. That was the decade where simultaneously I achieved financial freedom, and I'm living a lifestyle of complete and total abundance. That's my goal for you. And I am dedicated to being here, to working with you, to doing my very best to to share anything that I can with you toward that end. And so in celebration of that theme, as we kick off December here, we're going to be talking about a lot related to that. And I want to start today by talking about goal setting. I want to talk about financial goal setting, how to set financial goals. And today, we're going to deal with this in kind of a fuzzy way, meaning I'm not going to get into the specific numbers or things like that. I want to give you a big picture idea and just imprint a couple of important concepts on your brain to help you as we go forward in this series. But you've got to start to think about goals. Now, many of us have set goals and failed. Guess what that makes you? Human. Because all of us have been there. There's nothing all that unique about setting goals and failing. We've all done that. That's part of the process. But some people quit, and I don't want you to quit. And so I just want to hopefully encourage you for a couple of minutes about the importance of goals, and most importantly, about the importance of financial goals. Financial goals are a little bit weird because a lot of people feel a little strange setting financial goals. Some people don't don't even set financial goals because they've never thought that they could. Um, but some people feel strange setting financial goals. Maybe they thought, well, I just... Money's not that important to me. After all, um, there's more important things than money. Well, yeah, there are. The problem is that almost all the important things require money. Money is at the root of almost any other goal. You name me the goal. I challenge you. You name me the goal that you have that doesn't involve money in some way. The only one I came up with was a number of years ago, I set a goal to build more money. intimacy in my relationship with my wife. And I started tracking how many times I hugged her every day. And I would keep a little checklist of, okay, hug my wife, hug my wife, hug my wife. Okay. It didn't cost me any money to hug my wife, but I'll tell you what, as soon as I went beyond just hugging my wife and went to <laughs> date night, all of a sudden their money came in, came into the picture. Am I really going to spend that much money on a restaurant? Or am I really going to hire a babysitter? Am I really going to buy a fancy steak and cook it at home for her? What am I going to do? All of a sudden money's there, even in the simplest things. And it doesn't even have to be a lot of money. My wife and I have great dates all the time where we spend almost nothing. She's cheap. It's great. I love it. Uh, It's a wonderful thing about her. But still, money's involved. And money's involved in almost everything, especially when you start to think about living a rich life and you start to think about developing those peak experiences. One of the things, I was going to share this later, but one of the the things I'm excited to start, I, I was in Bookstore. I was in the United States a couple weeks ago, and uh, I was in a bookstore, Barnes and Noble, and I picked up uh, that little thing that they sell there, the five-year journal. It was absurdly expensive, um, but I I like to buy. I, 
I'm not frugal in everything. Sometimes I buy expensive journals. I used to hear Jim Rohn talk about why he would buy expensive journals and and, uh, he would buy this fancy leather-bound journal to keep his notes. And he's like, I want my ideas to be worth something. And so I don't want to have, you know, dimes, dollar store uh, ideas. I want to have good ideas. And I've found that be the same for me. So I've spent money over the years on nice um, leather binders and and leather journals and things like that. And I picked up this five-year journal. And it's kind of cool because every page has a different date and it starts at January 1, but then it has five years worth of of entries above each other where it's very short, about four or five lines uh, for each one. But as you fill it in, you can reflect back on the previous year. So you go through, and of course, in 2020, if you start it, then uh, you just have that year. But then in 2021, when you're filling in January 1, 2021, you can see exactly what you were doing on January 1, 2020, because there's your journal entry. And then the years build up. And you don't have room for more than two or three sentences in a little journal but I thought, you know what, This I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this over the next five years. And I'm going to make sure that this next five years, from 2020 to 2025, I'm going to make sure that these are the best five years of my life. I'm in an exciting phase of life. Um, I've got so many exciting things going on. And I'm going to make sure that I have exciting things to put down in my journal. I'm going to make sure that I capture these memories and that when I look back every single day on these past few years, that I've got good stuff to appreciate, good memories to go through in the TV of my mind. So I picked up and paid the $16 or whatever for this little notebook that cost the guy $1.50 to, to print, which by the way, kudos on them. What a great business. Um, but I picked it up and I'm going to put millions of dollars worth of experiences uh, in that. And uh, I've lost my train of thought. I, when thinking about building rich experiences, the point, uh, it costs money to, 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 to do that, to do some of the things. And I have no intention whatsoever of writing down those journal entries and okay, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, December or December, January three, whatever it winds up being in January, sat at home, drank water, ate steak, and did nothing but saved money. Wednesday, sat at home, watched TV, did nothing. Thursday, walked around the block for free, did nothing. Now, I don't, again, you know, I'm not saying you have to spend money to uh, to uh, to live well. I've done lots of things for free, and I, I that's not the requirement. But a lot of times, some of the things that at least I want to do cost money. And so when you have big goals, they cost money. Um, I want to take, you know, I'm thrilled. My, I've been able to take my children to dozens of states so far, but I want to take my children to all of the states. I want my children to be in all 50 states by the time they are um, out of my household. Uh, I haven't made the commitment to for sure that I want to go to every country in the world, but at least I want to make sure that, I, you know, I've been to lots, but at least I want to make sure my children have been to dozens and dozens of countries all around the world. And 
I mean, that's just scratching the surface of, I like travel, but that's just scratching the surface of the, the, the travel goals. And when I think about the kinds of lessons I want them to learn, and I think about the kinds of ideas I want them to be exposed to, and I think about the kinds of experiences I want us to have together as a family, I want to make sure that there is some really tough, really cheap experiences in there. I want them to, to sleep on a stony ground, um, you know, bitten by mosquitoes under a, 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 you know, with a non-functional mosquito net in the jungles of, of El Salvador. Um, but I also want to stay at a five-star hotel, you know, at the tip of, of I want to stay at the, the beautiful five-star lodge in Whistler and us to have an epic week together at snow skiing. And it, I, I'm, I'm going on to my list, but you make up your own. Every goal involves money in some way or the other. And so it's important with any goal to count the cost and especially with monetary goals, it's important to make sure that you have the goals set that you need to achieve in order to build and live the kind of life that you want to live. If you have a goal, that goal is going to have a price tag associated with it. And you're probably going to have multiple goals that have multiple price tags. And this is one of the major problems with financial independence. Because the price tag of financial independence is very, very high. And it's easy to get obsessed about this idea of I'm going to be financially independent as soon as possible. But I have other price tag, I have other goals that also have high price tags that involve spending money. And so it's totally possible to do all these things. We may not be able to do them all at the same time, but it's totally possible to do all these things if we understand the prices. Let's get to it. I got three major points I want to leave you with in today's show, and we'll expand on these uh, in the future and give more granularity to it, but I just want to make three major points. Major point number one, you get one crack at this thing called temporal life. One crack at it. There's only a handful of people that are going to come to your funeral. There's only a handful of people that are going to remember you a few years after you're dead. Don't you think it's worth it to get everything you can out of this life experience? I believe that you deserve to have everything that you want. Now, you're going to have to pay the price for it, but you deserve to achieve your dreams if you're willing to put in the work for them. But in order to achieve your dreams, you've got to start by having them. And the basic set, the basic step of goal setting is the ability to dream, the ability to dream creatively, the ability to understand what you're going for. Now, if this comes easily to you, and you think, well, duh, Joshua, doesn't everyone do that? Let me tell you, no. Most people don't. I don't know what the percentage is, but I've often been shocked at how few people have a clear understanding of what their dreams are. And I think the first and most important thing that you can do when it comes to goal setting is start by dreaming. Don't be scared to dream. Just because you have a dream doesn't mean you have to follow through and do the work to achieve it. 
But having a dream is going to be that, that basic step of setting out a system of goals. So the, one of the best and most important things that you can do is to cultivate the habit of dreaming about your future. Prioritize this. Don't be scared of it. Prioritize it. And then make the time for it. Make the time to think. Make the time to notice the things that you think about. It's never been easier to capture the output of your head. Just go back a few thousand years. Very few people had writing utensils. Very few people had papyrus or parchment or whatever and had the skills to write. And so if you're going to capture the things that are coming out of your head, there was not really any way to do that. Lived in an oral culture, many people. And so you had to just talk about things, which was good. But today, you can capture everything that comes out of your head. And now today, you've got a voice recorder right on your hip. You've got a video camera right on your hip. You've got multiple ways of taking notes right in your hand. So capture the, some of the things that you think about. One of the little tips I would give you, the way that I have my phone set up, is I have a shortcut. At least in iOS, they have easy shortcuts. And you can add a shortcut right to the bottom of your home screen that will go immediately to a new note, and you can add a shortcut to your voice recorder. And since, of course, we're all connected to our phones 24-7 and never outside of arm's reach, that's a really convenient thing to do is have that there. So anytime I have an idea about a note, an idea, a dream, a goal, no matter how small or how big, I make sure to capture it. Usually with swipe up, boom, new note, or swipe up, boom, new voice recording. Capture that thought. Because when you come up with a cool idea, it's important to notice it. And then in time, you can dwell on it, you can flesh it out, you can decide if you want to discard it or if it's something that you want to pursue later or don't want to pursue at all. But if you don't start by actually dreaming and understanding what you want, you won't be able to make effective plans. And since now it's so easy to capture copious amounts of data, go ahead and anything you see in your head, capture any texture to the goal. Capture any texture to the dream. I have a dream of visiting all 50 states in the United States. And I think it would be really fun to do that in, uh, I don't know, an RV. Or I think it would be really fun to do it on horseback. Or I think it'd be really fun to fly my airplane from grass strip to grass strip. Or I think it would be really fun to take my children to all of the 50 state capitals. That's mine. Introduce them to you know, governors and take them to all the battlefields, etc. Whatever. Write it down and give it texture. And then figure out some way to organize those things so you have lists of them. And then what you do is when you're feeling unmotivated or you're feeling depressed, go to your goals. I find myself frequently feeling unmotivated, frequently feeling depressed, and I find it almost impossible to go and 
work on my goals and read my goals and listen to my goals and think about my goals and still stay unmotivated and depressed. Which brings me to the next important point. The reason why I find goals stimulating and enlivening is they're my goals. They're not your goals. They're my goals. So make sure that when you're dreaming, you set out your dreams. Make sure when you're setting goals, you set out your goals, your actual goals. Not my goals, your actual goals. Make them specific to you and make them specific to your phase of life. There's a difference between dreams, goals, maybe we'll cover it another time, maybe we won't, I don't know. But if you're going to achieve a goal, a goal is something specific. If you're going to achieve a goal, you've got to be able to believe that you can, which means it's going to have to be something that you can, that's close enough to you that you can believe that you can get there. Now, if you don't believe that you can accomplish a goal, it's fine. Just keep it as a dream until you can get to a point where you can see how you can believe it. Because what will happen is as your skill of goal setting and your skill as a goal achiever grows, you'll be able to achieve bigger and bigger and bigger goals and your belief grows bigger and bigger and bigger. But that takes time. Don't want to scare you if you're just getting started. But your goals have to be your specific goals. So when it comes to things like financial goals, make sure they're your goals. Someone else's financial goal may be to make a million dollars this year. Your financial goal might be to save a thousand dollars or vice versa. But if it's your goal, feel proud about the fact that it's your goal and make sure that you set out a plan to achieve the goal that you actually want. Now, let's say that you've got a big picture, a big idea for a big goal, but you're not sure if you can believe it. Well, nurture it, capture it, Just maybe hold off on necessarily writing it down every day, but start looking to see if the thing that you're dreaming of has been accomplished by others. And build your belief by studying the stories of other people like you who've achieved the kind of things that you would like to achieve. We live in a golden age of stories. It's never been easier to listen to incredible stories from fascinating people than it is today. If you were to go back a century and you were to be plunked down in, well, it's one thing if you would have been plunked down in London, England, or New York City, New York, but or versus you know little tiny town somewhere. But the stories you would have had access to would have been very limited. You would have had some stories by within your circle of acquaintance. You would have been able to have some stories at your local library. But the kind of people who would write and publish a book were very few and far between. But today, there are stories about all kinds of incredible people through digital means. YouTube, filled with inspirational stories, filled with people who have gone from poverty to wealth, sickness to health, uh, unfulfillment to life satisfaction. And when you start to surround yourself with those stories, you start to develop more belief. And you start to see the patterns of how other people have accomplished their goals. 
So major point number one, as we start to get started on financial goal setting, dream and don't be scared to dream. Write your dreams down, but make sure that your dreams and your goals are your actual goals because major point number two, you will have to pay the price for your goals in advance. That means that since the prices are often high, and the payment is often significant. If you're going to go through that work, you better make sure that you actually care about the outcome. I, I love uh, the story. Uh, um, Brian Tracy tells it in his books on and writing on goals. He talks about the uh, uh, famous oil billionaire H.L. Hunt, um, who went bankrupt raising cotton in Arkansas and then went on to build a fortune of several billion dollars and become one of the world's richest men. And, uh, supposedly, he was asked once for his formula for success, and he said that uh, in America, you only, and I would insert in America and most of the countries that uh, this listening audience comes from, you only need two things to be successful. First, you need to desi- decide exactly what it is you want. So we've talked about decide exactly what it is you want. Most people never do that. Second, Determine the price you're going to have to pay to get it, and then resolve to pay that price. Decide exactly what it is you want, then determine the price you're going to have to pay to get it, and then resolve to pay that price. See, most people have some idea of what they want, but very few people sit down and figure out what it will take for them to accomplish what they want and to decide whether they're willing to pay the price. When you do that, and if you really are clear, hey, I want this, and you you figure out that price and you, you set the plan out, just like with financial planning where it's so simple. I want to be financially independent. What does that mean to you? This is how much money I want. All right, let's start running some numbers. Where are you? Uh, What do you got to work with? What rate of return can we get? And we can figure out what's going to be required. That's what's so wonderful about money is it's so tangible. And if you want to retire on $5,000 a month, the price tag is X. If you want to retire on $10,000 a month, the price tag is X times two. You want $20,000 a month, price tag is X times four. Are you willing to pay that price? In order for you to achieve a goal, you're going to have to pay the price in full. Nobody stands on the Olympic podium who didn't pay the price for that victory. Nobody stands at the door of retirement who didn't pay the price to be in that situation. You're going to have to pay the price in full. You have to sow before you reap. And that price may have to be paid over decades. So it better be something that you care about enough to pay the price. Because you got to pay the price in full and you'll have to pay the full price in advance. You will have to do all of the things in advance to accomplish the goal. I'll just give you an example from my own goals. Uh, I personally have a goal set to have a six pack. 
a stomach that is flat enough and a low enough body fat percentage that I can see visible abdominal muscles. I have never in my life had a six pack, not a once. I've always been overweight. Talked recently about uh, about that. Uh, and for the vast majority of, well, I don't know if the vast, I would say majority of men probably have this same aspiration. For men, having visible abdominal muscles is basically the the mark of, okay, fine, I'm, I made it, I, I'm, I'm fit, et cetera. For some people, it comes easier. For some people, it comes less easy. Um, I'm one who, it doesn't come easy. But let's say that you hear, okay, Joshua, you've got that goal. And what if I tell you, well, I've got this goal set and I'm going to be successful, but I'm not willing to do anything for it. Well, Joshua, you, there might be people out there who have that, but that's not you, right? You're fat. You don't have a six pack. It's going to take you some work. Now, on the other hand, if you got a plan, you say, okay, here's how you do it. Here's the cost. Here's, here's the price. When I have fully paid the price of eating in a certain way for a certain length of time, of exercising in a certain way for a certain length of time, and when those things are achieved, when I've done enough of that for long enough, then the results will be there. And it's exactly the same way with any goal. Sometimes it takes a month. Sometimes it takes years. But when you have fully paid the price, then the success will be there. It's right there. But you've got to pay the price first. There was a, a quote I was re- I read the other day, and I thought it was really inspirational. Guy on one of the um, uh, the guy on uh, uh, on Twitter that I follow, he's a fitness coach, and he said he wrote this. He said, "Doing something really tough for a short amount of time is easier than doing something moderately tough for a very long time," which is why six packs are so elusive. It's not that hard. Calorie deficit plus training, that's it. But you have to do it for a long time. And then he goes on. For reference, I was 300 pounds in 2010. I started dieting and training, got my six pack in 2013. Three years. That's how long it took. But I wanted it so badly I could taste it. And I refused to stop. You'll have to do that too, most likely. Now, it's kind of silly, kind of dumb. Feels dumb to talk up for me sometimes. Talk about purely vanity goals. There's no functional um, benefit of a uh, of a six pack, at least that I'm aware of. But the thing to me, the re- one of the reasons why it's important to me is because when I achieve that goal, it will represent a complete transformation of my uh, personal habits. I won't say character, although it's, uh, probably character, character and personal habits. It'll be an absolute life change. And that's what I want, it's life change. Now let's bring it back to wealth, something more at hand. The same exact thing comes in with wealth. If you want to be financially independent, you will be financially independent when you have paid the full price of financial independence. That's going to require you to work and earn more money. It's going to require you to spend less. It's going to require you to invest wisely, and it's going to require you to do those things for long enough for you to achieve financial independence. It's not a short-term thing. 
But when you have paid the full price for financial independence, you'll be there. Guaranteed. So, think through and decide exactly what it is you want. Then determine the price you're going to have to pay to get it, and resolve to pay that price. Step number th- or major point number three. The clearer the goal, the easier the plan. For me, this has been a personal mm, epiphany that I've come to over the years. As I've done a lot of financial planning over the years, I've come to see very clearly that the clearer the goal, the easier the plan. Basically, you know, when I do personal coaching and personal consulting, almost, I don't know what percentage to say, maybe half the time, it just seems like I'm always going back to, well, what do you want? Because if you can define clearly what you want, then the plans are fairly obvious. To give a financial independence example, if you want, if your measure of financial independence is, I want to have $1,500 a month of income coming in so that I can live a quiet and extremely frugal life in this particular town, and you're gainfully employed, making $75,000 a year, the plan is obvious. Your plan is extreme frugality, save, invest the money, mutual funds will get you there you'll be there fairly quickly. It's obvious that that kind of financial independence plan is the best solution for you. On the flip side, if you say, my goal is uh, a much more luxurious and higher spending, higher consumption lifestyle, I want three, dollars $400,000 a year of spendable cash flow, and I don't have a big, uh, I don't have a big income right now, the plan is obvious. If you really want that goal, your only solution is to build and probably sell a business or to build a a tremendous new career. But frankly, not even that's going to get you there. You need to build a very large business that'll either be very profitable and you live off the profits or you sell it and live off of those profits. Now that's painting with a very broad brush, but your finance, those, those are two, both very doable financial independence plans. Both of them will work. But it all comes down to how clear is the goal. And in every single category, when the goal is clear, the plans are easy. They're, they're, they're self-evident. They're obvious. You don't even need someone from an outside perspective coming along and saying, you should do this. They're obvious to you. So most of the time, the problem is not in lack of technical knowledge or lack of knowledge of how to achieve it. The, most of the time, the problem is lack of clarity around the goal. And the great thing about this, goal setting is this. The process of goal setting costs you nothing but time. I do this thing on Instagram where I share some, many mornings. I share a picture of my goal setting. I write my goals out every day, every day. Pen, piece of paper, blank sheet of paper, top of the page. Today, December 2, 2019, Joshua's goals. Sometimes I just write you know, a couple quick task marks, a couple words each. Sometimes I write paragraphs and paragraphs. Sometimes I write pages about one single goal, but I write them out consistently because that process clarifies all of the steps needed necessary. And then even if you don't quite know how to achieve something, it'll all fall in place. 
So spend as much time as needed to get clear on what you want. That's all I want to say in today's show. Three major points. Number one, dream. Don't be scared to dream. Make sure that since you're going to have to put in a lot of work to achieve the things that you want, make sure you actually want it. Make sure you're pursuing your goals, your dreams, your actual goals and dreams, not the goals and dreams that someone else has said to you, not the goals and dreams that society has given to you. Quick diversion. When I was an active financial planner, I used to go through this stated fact-finding perspective, and this fact-finding process. I asked the same questions every time. I didn't like asking people, do you want to retire someday or when do you want to retire? So I would always ask this. I would say, is there a point in time that you'd like to be in a position to not to, ha- to, ha- to not to have to work if you didn't want to? And the answer would always be yes. And of course, I would always say when. Well, about 15% of the time, the answer was, well, today. Ha ha ha, yeah, no, when. But about 70% of the time, 60, 70, about a huge majority of the time, the answer was, uh, I don't know, 65. 65. And to this day, that drives me nuts. Because the only reason why all of my clients would say 65 was because 65 was at that time the normal retirement age for social security income. But what on earth does 65 matter to you? Why 65 and not 63? Why 67 and not, or 65 and not 67? Is there not anything in there that would matter to you? Why 65? The reality is most people didn't have a clue when they wanted to retire because there was no meaning at all whatsoever to 65. And as I watched and observed, I would see that most people wouldn't successfully retire because 65 didn't mean anything to them. Maybe their company forced them out. Okay, I got Social Security. I'll go ahead and take it. But unless 65 means something to you, don't retire at 65. Now, if it means something to you for some other reason, maybe a certain age of your children or a certain thing you want to accomplish in a certain calendar year or a certain um, milestone that it represents, fine. But make sure that your retirement goal is your actual retirement goal. Don't just get involved in the fire movement because all the cool kids are doing it. If you don't want to retire, Don't get involved in the fire movement. That's enough for now. Major point number one, dream. Don't be scared to dream. Make sure they're your goals. Major point number two, decide what you want. Find out what the price tag is and resolve to pay that price. You're going to have to pay the price in advance. So you got to know what it is so that you can know the price you're going to pay. You're going to have to pay the price in full before that goal is there. So make sure that it's something that you care about that you're willing to pay the price. The number three, the clearer the goal, the easier the plan. If you're struggling with what your financial goals are, or how to set financial goals, don't worry too much about the details. Don't worry too much about is it rental houses or is it an MLM or is it Bitcoin or whatever. Get clear on the goal. And when you're clear on the goals, the plans fall in place. Friends, we are at the dawn of a new decade. 
the dawn of a new decade. And a decade is all the time you need to accomplish everything you can dream and put on your list. Mm, No, I don't believe that. A decade is all the time you need to accomplish many, if not most, of the things that you need, uh, that you want to put on your list. Can't do all of them in a decade. And I encourage, I think one of the things that's so needed, once you start to become a, a skillful goal setter, is to um, have long-term goals and short-term goals, very long-term goals. I have on my goals a, an age that I want to live to. And I, I visualize every day an age that I want to live to. I have a goal for my grandchildren's grandchildren. And the legacy that I want to leave for my grandchildren's grandchildren. Those things are long, are long-term. I can't accomplish them in a decade. But um, then there's short-term stuff too. But for the vast majority of the normal things that we set, a decade is long enough. A year is too short, but a decade is long enough. And if you just get directionally moving in the direction of your goals, the path will have a tendency to take care of itself. So my challenge to you, get a pen, piece of paper. If you don't have a pen and a piece of paper, put your phone on airplane mode and do not disturb. Open a blank note. Start dreaming about where you want to be in 2030. Capture those dreams. Play with them. Go over them in your head. Twist them around. Flip them upside down. Look left. Look right. Get them clear in your head. And we'll start to talk about how they can actually be accomplished. Thank you for listening. Cyber 50 until midnight tonight saves you 50% on all my courses at radicalpersonalfinance.com slash store or email me joshua at radicalpersonalfinance.com for consulting. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope it helped you with some ideas and some encouragement and inspiration to help you achieve your goals faster, living a rich and meaningful life now while building a plan for financial freedom in 10 years or less. As we go, three things. Number one, I teach a number of premium courses found at RadicalPersonalFinance.com slash store, courses that I have designed and written to help you solve some specific problems. Go and check those out at RadicalPersonalFinance.com slash store. Those courses contain ideas and strategies not otherwise released here in the free podcast. Podcast, and you can find those at RadicalPersonalFinance.com slash store. Number two, I offer a limited amount of private consulting and coaching work. If you'd like details on how to talk to me privately regarding the details of your specific situation, email me Joshua at RadicalPersonalFinance.com and you will be able to get in touch. I'll share all those details. Joshua at RadicalPersonalFinance.com. Number three, catch up with me around the web, Facebook and YouTube. I'm at Radical Personal Finance, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Joshua Sheets, S-H-E-A-T-S. Follow me on those platforms if you are active there for some additional content not found here in the podcast. Thank you so much.